You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. And this morning I'm going to be talking to you uh, about the power of invitation. And uh, it's part of our The Ways of Jesus series. And I, this, this word is going to encourage you and activate you. But before, before I do that this morning, I just want to invite B to come this morning. She's just going to, she's going to share a little bit of a message with each of you that's going to encourage, encourage you. Good morning, everybody. So this morning, I want to share with you my experience of how I came to know that God is where you find hope. So in early uh, 2016, I'd reached the end of myself. And when you hear people say that that's where you find God, I totally agree. I've run out of things to distract me from looking at the questions I have about life. I'd raised my children. I had a successful business and I had family and friends who I loved. But I had a deep sense that something vital was missing. My background. I was brought up in New Zealand, a child of the 60s, in a middle-class family who lived like most other families, focused on appearances and doing the right thing. I wasn't brought up in church. Mum took me there most Sundays as a child. But as a family, we never talked about God. Going to church was the right thing to do, but it didn't have a place in the rest of our week. So as soon as the distractions of high school and boys struck me, I was off. No more church for me. There was fun to be had and I was having it. It was a lovely distraction from a home life that was... Critical, stressful and abusive, like it has been for most of us, I guess. I lived for the weekends and I took risks that could have had serious results. A lot of my habits were unhealthy and many of my relationships were shallow and dysfunctional. But God pursued me during the years. I ignored him. He was there. I look back now and I see how he kept me safe even when I wasn't interested in anything he had to say. And so, Easter 2016. I'd been to church the year before with my sister and I enjoyed the vibe and I was happy to stand in the last row and enjoy the music, but I felt very superior to these poor, happy people. (laughs) I thought I could create my own spirituality And accept that there was something bigger than me, but I'd call it the universe and I wouldn't have to think too deeply about it or expect too much from myself. But then I hit rock bottom. I felt I had nothing left to hope for, nothing to hold on to. My self-esteem was all wrapped up in people-pleasing. I had no sense of self-worth outside of that. I literally had no distractions left. And I felt like I was at the bottom of a pit, alone and with no way out. But that's where God met me. I was driving down Moolap Station Road when I gave up my defences. And he turned my head towards this church and he said, that's where you'll find answers. I felt such a feeling of relief instantly. I knew I'd been shown how to find hope. I was terrified to walk in the front door. It took me a couple of weeks to drum up the courage. 
But the rest, as they say, is history. God worked through this beautiful church family to welcome me, encourage me, and give me opportunities to learn and grow as his child. Life didn't suddenly become rosy and easy and no problems. But I knew without a doubt that God cares about me with a love I can't even imagine, and his plan is so much better than anything I could come up with. There will always be distractions in this world for me, but they will never measure up to Jesus. In my toughest moments, I can tell him everything I'm feeling, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's helping me to see and learn who I am as his unique creation. So my hope is that my story encourages you to choose him, choose hope. Thank you, church. How beautiful is that? You know, that story all started with B's sister using the power of invitation to invite her to a church service when she was visiting. That story continued with God using his powerful invitation to invite her to this building. There is power in invitation. Fiji, you need your glasses? I definitely don't need them. So this morning, as I talked to you about the power of invitation, we want to we want to open up ways for people to find relationship with God and know his grace for them. As, as we continue in this The Ways of Jesus series today, we, we are, we're going to focus on the power of invitation. Uh, ultimately, in, in this series that God has for us, we're, we're looking at the biblical example of Jesus, of what he did, of what he said, so that we can apply his practices to our daily living. Not just to read a story and, and be like, how good was Jesus? Jesus was amazing. Now let, let's, let's take what he's done. It's like, how can I activate that in me? And I just want to encourage you that we, we have been called to be more Christ-like in our daily practices. It says in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and, and walk in love as Christ loved and gave, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. In Ephesians 4, and 24, it says this, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. We're called to be more Christ-like, to put on Christ-likeness. Amen. And I want to encourage you that you have been invited. When we look at the scriptures, it's an invitation from God. It's not a story. It's an invitation from God. God invites you to put on the new likeness of Jesus that you have received, to be imitators of Christ and love like he does. And I, I truly believe this for each and every single person in the room watching online. I believe this for you today, that you're going to get a revelation of the power that you have been given as a follower of Jesus and what to use the power for. 
See, as we look at the ways of Jesus today, I want you to keep a lookout in, in, the, in the Scriptures for the invitation that He offers. He offers invitation to relationship, invitation to salvation, invitation out of spiritual and emotional and physical lack, invitation out of spiritual and emotional and physical wastefulness. Probably haven't heard that in those ways before. Invitation to new life, invitation to healing, invitation to the Lord's salvation. When I started this this series, you you heard my story in in the first part of our at the table message. And it was my friend who activated that invitation for me. As he imitated the ways of Jesus, he made a way for me to find salvation. Now, I want to ask you this again today. Who helped make a way for you? Who activated an invitation so that you could find Jesus? Just reflect on it for a moment. Who made a way for you? to accept the invitation to find Jesus? Who answered the call? Who imitated the ways of Jesus for you? But then I back it up with this question. Who have you been called to activate the power of invitation for? It doesn't just stop with that person opening up for you. It continues with you opening it up for somebody else. We catch a glimpse of God showing us his heart, his heart for invitation in Isaiah 55. This is what it says. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Verse 2, why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you'll eat what is good. You'll enjoy the finest food. Verse three, come come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you'll find life. I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. I'll give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Verse six, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. A God of invitation. We see this glimpse of a God of invitation inviting us into relationship with him. Who's invited in this passage of scripture? Those without food or drink? We can look at that in a very logical and practical way. It's like, okay, so people who don't have enough money to get some food, that's who God's calling. No, no, let's, let's, let's delve a little bit deeper into the scripture. Those without soul or spiritual sustenance those who are thirsty on the inside, those who are desiring to be connected with the creator of the world. So it's those with no money and those with all the money. This this passage of scripture invites those who have got nothing, those who have got everything. But it also says those who are wasting their finances, trying to feed themselves with something that's gonna make the world real and and understand the world for them those who are trying to bring sustenance to their soul. They've got all the money in the world to throw at it, but they're throwing their money at the wrong thing. They're trying to bring sustenance to their soul and their spirit by 
squandering their finances on cheap imitations and counterfeits of God's salvation. It's an invitation to eternal sustenance. This is the invitation that God's got for us. In this passage of Scripture, to sum it up, that they're invited to come and get it. They're invited to come to me. It's talking about God coming, coming to God the Father. They're invited to come and drink of God's salvation. They're invited to come and be filled, seek the Lord, call on Him. God is a God who invites people to find Him. All through the Bible, we find this pattern of invitation. God, we could spend a year in the Bible just talking about there's an invitation, there's an invitation, there's an invitation, there's an invitation. But let's look at a couple of a couple of points today about the ways of Jesus. 1 John, starting at verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. Are you looking for invitation this morning? Come. Jesus is inviting people. Come, you'll see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, who was one of the two who heard what John had said and had followed Jesus, verse 41, the first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, we found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Are you looking for invitation? Invitation in the Scriptures today. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You'll be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. There is a pattern of invitation. See, Jesus invites Andrew to come. And the first thing that Andrew did was find his brother and invite him. His encounter activated him to invite someone else to meet Jesus. It doesn't just stop with you. See, when you're invited to meet Jesus, it's the opportunity to be re-identified and know Jesus. That's what happened when Andrew went and grabbed his brother. So you have to come and meet the Messiah. You have to come and meet the Christ. We found him. What's the first thing that Jesus, Jesus does? Looks at him, re-identifies him. So you're now going to be known as this. When Jesus finds you, when Jesus finds your friends and family, he re-identifies them as what? Sons and daughters of God the Father. The pattern continues in 1 John 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Are you looking for invitation in the Scriptures this morning? Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we found the one. What did Philip do as soon as he found Jesus? Went and found who? Nathanael. We found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Ouch. Nathanael asked, and this is Philip's response, come and see. Are you looking for invitation? You're looking for the power of the invitation here. Come and see. 
When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael's response, how do you know me? Nathanael asked and Jesus answered, I saw you while you're still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. The power of invitation can change a life. The power of telling someone that you have found the one that saves. Come and see. Come and see. You may be doubtful. You may be thinking, who the heck? No one can come from there and be any good. No, 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 no. Just come and see. Just come and see. And the result of the invitation is people finding the Son of God. I want to encourage you today. You may be looking at friends and family. It's like, if I, if I invite them to come and see, they're just going to be like, what good can come from there? Just, it's okay. Just invite them to come and see. And the reason I say that is this. Jesus sees the people you invite before you even call them. That's why that passage of Scripture says to me, that Jesus sees the people that you invite even before you call them. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. He sees your parents. He sees your siblings. He sees your uncles and aunties and your cousins before you even call them. He sees where they're sitting and he wants them to come into relationship with him. Let's continue in Luke 5 this morning. See, Jesus, Jesus comes to invite the outsiders to be known. That's the message for all of us today. Starting in verse 29, Levi gave a large dinner at his home for Jesus. Everybody was there. Taxmen and other dis, disreputable characters as guests at the dinner. And the Pharisees in their, and their religion scholars came to the, his disciples greatly offended. Well, that's a surprise, isn't it? Can I, can I encourage you, if you find yourself being greatly offended all the time, just, just come before God and just ask him to, God, can, can you deal with my offence? Because offence stops you from being in relationship with God the Father, how God wants you to be in relationship with him. Always looking for what's wrong and rather than coming to the one who's right. And as they're greatly offended, this is what they say. What is he doing eating and drinking with misfits and sinners? Judgmental much, just a lot. And Jesus heard about it and spoke up. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I'm here inviting outsiders, not insiders. An invitation to a changed life, changed inside out. Not about how it looks on the outside, about what's happening in here, amen. He wants to change lives inside out. Remember, someone invited those people to the table. The outsiders were invited to the table. And it was Levi who invited Jesus to the table. The power of invitation makes room for someone's life to be changed, for the sick to become healthy, for the lost to be found. When you invite someone, do it so they can find Jesus. 2 Peter 1, 2-4 says this, I, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, I, I write this to you, whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours. I want, you, I, I want to encourage you to, to remember this today. 
I write this to you whose experience with God is as life-changing and ours. Can you remember? Can you remember when you were invited into relationship with God? Can you remember how life-changing it truly was? Old becomes new. Sick becomes healed. Broken becomes restored. Can, can you remember how powerful that experience was and how life-changing that experience was? Can I encourage you, if you don't know that yet today, this is what God makes available to you. That old things become new, dead things become alive, broken things become restored and healed, amen? It goes on to say, all due to our God's straight dealing and intervention of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus, our Master. Verse three to four goes on. So everything that goes into a life pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. Jesus invites us to God. The best invitation we ever received. Are you looking for the invitation in the Scriptures today? We're also given absolute terrific promises to pass on to you your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. Remember today, you got the best invitation you ever received. You got the best invitation you ever received. You experienced a powerful encounter with God that completely changed your life forever. I ask you the question today, who invited you? Who invited you? So that Jesus could invite you into a relationship with God. Who invited you? Who reached out? Who kept pursuing you? Like I said in the last message, my friend would not give up. He wasn't an idiot about it, but he wouldn't give up. Like he didn't make me angry about it, but he wouldn't give up. It's like, hey, you coming this week? Nick off, mate. Hey, you coming this week? Leave me alone. Hey, you coming this week? I'll come if you never talk to me about it again. Done. I have to remind you again today, this, this invitation for you who know Jesus already, it was a ticket to participate in the ways and life of God. It wasn't just punch the ticket and just like take your seat in row one and recline the chair. It was a ticket to participate, to get up and get at it. So you turned your back on sin, but you were never called to turn your back on the people who are still in a world corrupted by sin. Do you want me to say that again? You turned your back on sin, but you were never called to turn your back on the people who are still in a world corrupted by sin. They need your invitation just like you needed somebody else's invitation. I want to encourage you today that this invitation that you once received, before you responded to the invitation of Jesus, you know, for most of us, it was an invitation for someone else that opened up the door to invitation to Jesus, invitation to relationship with God. 
Someone got activated and used the power that they had been given and invited you to find Jesus. Someone got activated. Someone got excited about the fact that they had a ticket to participate. Someone was like, I, can't, I cannot leave this alone. I, I need to find a way for them to find the hope that I've found. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember how excited your friend was to invite you? Do you remember how excited they were? It's like, just, just leave me alone. Please just leave me alone. No, you, you have to come along. I've, I have found the one who changes everything. See, Acts 1 verse 8 says, you will receive power. It says this, but the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you power. You will be my witness. You will tell people everywhere about me in Jerusalem, in the rest of Judea, in Samaria, and every part of the world. See, Jesus clothes us, fills us, anoints us with power through the Holy Spirit. And his power is strictly for purpose. See, often we look at this Acts 1 verse 8, and we receive the promise of the Holy Spirit will come and give you power. Yes! I'll take the power. I've got the power. For those of you from the 90s, remember that song so well. But it goes on to say that the Holy Spirit will give you power. And then it says, you will tell people everywhere about me. Oh, no, 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 Pastor. I just want the power. I just want to feel His presence. Amen. To be activated, to participate, to grab your ticket to the life that you've been called to, to grab your ticket to tell people everywhere about Jesus. It's a hand in hand. His power is for purpose. It's not just to feel the glory. It's not just another wave, Lord. Just, just roll over me. Let the wave crash on me. I, I imagine that after a decade or so, he's probably listening to your prayer going, another one? Another one? Another wave of glory, really? It's like, I'll give it to you, but what are you going to do with it? Is it going to cause you to see the words of Jesus and go, I need to tell people everywhere about, about him? Is it going to cause you to be activated or is it going to cause you just to receive another one? See, the Scriptures are clear, and I love the presence of God. I love the Holy Spirit. We're a church that loves the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're a church that loves to see the gifts activated, to see words of exhortation and prophecy and wisdom and discernment. We we love the presence of God. But it has to be used for purpose. It can't just be used to build us up as individuals. We're built up so that we can reach out to others and see them built up, to see the church of God grow and strengthened, amen? See, this purpose of being His witness, to tell people everywhere about the love, about His salvation, His heart to restore the lost and forgotten to God the Father, the power is for purpose. And I want to encourage you today, it's time to activate the power of the Holy Spirit and invite someone to Jesus. It's time to give somebody else the opportunity to come home to the Father. It's time to activate the power of the Holy Spirit and tell someone about your story and what Jesus has done for you. In James 2, 14 to 17, this is what it says. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere if this is, uh, if this is, 
sorry. <clears throat> do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person re- really has it? For instance, if you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, good morning, friend, be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Should be a trademark next to that, I think. (laughs) See, where does it get you? It's obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. ERV puts it like this, my brothers and sisters, if a person claims that they have faith but does nothing, that faith is worth nothing. Faith like that can't save anyone. See, if faith without works is dead, then power without mission is feeble, it's empty. Power without witness is an empty display. Power without telling is fruitless. But power and witness joined together is a powerful biblical expression of mission. He has empowered you, empowered every believer with His power to tell everyone about Jesus. It's for purpose. They go hand in hand. If you've got someone just out there just witnessing and going, it's like, you need to find the right way. You're doing the wrong thing. That's not, a, that's not joined with the power. That's joined with criticism and judgment. Power points people to a God that loves them. Power points people to Jesus. To say it simply, you activate the power when you tell others about Jesus. You activate the power that you've been given when you tell others about Jesus. Otherwise you get all this power and it sits inside of you unactivated. So, but I'm a great leader. pretty sure that you can go to uni and learn how to do that. Got all this power. Oh, but like, I'm really like nice in my workplace. If you had good parents, they probably taught you to be nice. That's, I mean, that's great. The power that you have been given is there to be activated and tell others about Jesus. That's when the power is revealed. That's when the Holy Spirit is revealed. That's when Jesus is revealed. See, the ways of Jesus, Jesus shows us that His ways, that the ways of God are about inviting people out of hopelessness and into hope, out of darkness and into light, out of emptiness and into fullness, out of separation and into relationship with God. See, we were invited in Ephesians 4 and 5 to put on the life of Jesus, to be imitators of God, to put off our old self and put on the new self that we find in Jesus to take on our created likeness from God. So I don't don't know about you today, but if the ways of Jesus is invitation, I'm putting it on. If the ways of Jesus is sharing the hope and salvation of God, I'm putting it on. I'm putting off the old ways and putting on the likeness of God. I'm putting on the power of invitation. I'm putting on the ways of Jesus. I'm putting on the mission of God. I'm putting on telling people about Jesus and the new life that I've found. Can I encourage you? What you heard from B today 
was a powerful testimony of saving someone with zero hope and bringing them to the fullness of hope. What you heard from B today is someone who was completely disconnected from a relationship and brought into fullness of relationship with God. Sometimes we hear those things like, that was just, that was a lovely testimony. No, someone activated the power of their invitation and invited her to church. She's like, this is lovely. I can create my own universe around this. Then God began to work. It started with the power of invitation. See, last week we heard from three of our young people about them finding family in youth. But what we also heard was that the three of them have collectively invited and bought somewhere around 25, 30 friends. Was it, was it more than that? 100? 150? 150. No, it, they have bought lots of friends from school. And their friends haven't just come to youth, they've found Jesus. They've responded to Jesus. Even on Friday night, one of the young guys that was involved, the power of invitation was activated. They came along Friday night, went along to Geelong United with a whole bunch of other kids and put their hand up to follow Jesus. See, what we heard was that they found family and friendship through the power of invitation, but they also found Jesus. They found hope. See, they may not have known it, but they've been activating the ways of Jesus by using the power of invitation. They didn't know it at the time, but they've activated it. So this year, who, who do you need to activate the power of invitation for? Who do you need to activate the power of the Holy Spirit for? Who do you need to offer invitation to? As you imitate the ways of Jesus, can I encourage us just, let's use the power of invitation. Let's use the power of invitation. I'm praying right now that God is just placing people on your heart, reminding you of people that He's already seen before you've invited them. He's already seen them sitting underneath the tree. He's already seen them sitting in the lounge room. He's already seen them sitting in their workplace. He's just waiting for you to activate the power of invitation. Say, come and see. Come and see. Come and see the one who will make everything right, who will restore your heart, who will heal your mind, who will heal your anxiety, who will bring peace to your heart and your mind, who will restore your family. Come, come and see. Come and see. Just as our eyes are closed this morning, you may be in this room, you're watching online. Maybe it's now, later date doesn't undermine the power of this moment that God wants to have with you right now. What I'm saying to you today, if you don't know Jesus, what I'm saying to you right now is come and see. Come and see the one who can save your soul, who can heal your mind, to renew your spirit, to give you a relationship with God. Come and see. Don't, don't wait another minute. Don't put it off. Maybe you've been going through going through life with religious platitudes and doing what's right, as B was saying, only just doing the right thing, going to church or going once a year. What, what, that, there's no shame in that. But what I'm saying to you today is God loves you so much and wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to give you hope, to dispel hopelessness and give you hope. To take what is break, broken and make it whole, healed, restored, renewed. If that's you today in this moment, I'm just going to invite you to 
put your hand up and say, yeah, I, I want to know Jesus. I want to know His love. If that's you this morning, you can put your hand up. Once you put your hand up, you can put it back down. Is anybody online today? Yeah, oh, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Is anyone else say, yeah, I, I need to know Jesus. I accept His invitation into relationship with God. If you're online today, you can put your hand up. If you're in the middle, middle of a cafe, it could be weird, but put your hand up and say, yeah. Put it back down quickly, otherwise people will think you're really weird. Anyone else in the room say, yeah, I, yeah, awesome, thank you. Anyone else today say, yeah, I, I want to respond to Jesus. I want to know His love. I, I want to be forgiven of my sin. I want to turn my back on the old life and I want to step into the new life. Anyone else today say, yeah, I, I want that. I want that. Awesome. You know, just as you're in this, in this moment today, we're going we're to pray a prayer of receiving the invitation from Jesus to have a relationship with God. Can I, church, let's pray the whole prayer together. Pray after me. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus, that he went to the cross, that he was buried and rose again to take on the sin of the world. I repent of my sin. I turn my back on it and I choose to follow you. I confess it with my mouth and believe it in my heart. From this day on, I'm following you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you prayed it, you've prayed it before, can, can I encourage you? Something powerful has just happened. You've received His invitation. You've received Jesus' invitation to come into a relationship. It's powerful. Your life will be changed forever. You've also now been, been given a ticket to participate. Amen. All of us have been given a ticket to participate. Now, if you're online, you can go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps. There's information there about what to do next, how to follow Jesus, how to get in contact with us. If you're outside the area, we want to connect you with a, a local church that can encourage you, spend time with you, show you how to follow Jesus. If you're in the room, can I encourage you, don't, don't leave today without either talking to myself or grabbing something from the back, getting a Bible, getting a how to follow Jesus booklet, something. Don't, don't leave without finding what, what you need to do now. Amen. This morning, I know that we've gone over a little bit, but you know, we're coming into Easter, one of the greatest greatest times of the year to invite friends and family to come to church. But can I encourage you? You're not inviting them to come to church. You're inviting them to come and find Jesus. You're inviting them to come and find hope. You're inviting them to come and find the one that you found. Next week, we're gonna have a couple of thousand invitations that you'll be able to take from next Sunday and give to family and friends, can I encourage you that the power of invitation, if we look at all these scriptures today, the power of invitation was not done through a letterbox drop. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. If, that, if that's you want to do, that's fine. But the power of invitation that I saw in the scriptures today was through someone going to someone that they knew and saying, you have to come and see this. You, you, I, I've found it. Everything that I've been searching for in life, 
I have found. You have to come and see. It was a personal invitation that activated the power in someone to tell someone, amen? Where you are this morning, why don't you just lift your hands to Jesus? If you haven't done it before, it's, it's nothing, not gonna do anything strange, nothing weird, just, I, I truly believe that there is an impartation of power that God wants to give every single person right now. An activation that He wants to put inside of you. Maybe you just found Jesus today. That's okay. He wants to activate the power inside of you. An impartation of the Spirit that activates you to join Him in seeing others find Jesus. So, but I don't have it all figured out. None of us do. We're just following Jesus. Learn it a bit more as we go. Holy Spirit, as people have their hands raised to you right now and postured to receive your power, your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' powerful name, let the presence and the power of God come upon us. Fill us, anoint us with your power. Holy Spirit, as you're, as you're activating your power right now, we, we say that we're gonna join with you and we're gonna activate the power. We're gonna activate the power. We're gonna activate the power to see somebody else find you, just like I found you. It's just like somebody else made a way. Use me, God. Use me, God. Use me, God. Let me share hope with someone else that the power of the Holy Spirit be made known now in Jesus' Name.